everybody. My name is Sofia Celeste, and you are listening to the Brown and Bonita podcast. I'm still trying to get used to recording, not only by myself, but recording in this space. <laughs> um, in my last apartment, it wasn't very echoey, and this one is very, very echoey. But thankfully, I have a great mic setup, so hopefully y'all won't pick up any type of any type of echoes or anything and if y'all do ignore it and continue to listen and say nothing to me just talking to y'all I know I say it often um it's only been like a month since I recorded last but definitely missed it nothing too much has changed in the last month nothing crazy um but it's just been a really really sweet month I don't know how else to describe it. Um, it's just been a lot of amazing opportunities in my writing um, and just opportunities generally that are very special and very grateful for. A lot of quality time with my people, my friends and my family, um, people who are close location-wise and then otherwise. <laughs> like, um, Obviously, my family is not close to me um, geographically, so um, a lot of quality time with them on the phone and on FaceTime and stuff like that. And same with a lot of my best friends, y'all. Everybody just, I don't know if it's like an adult thing, but everybody moved and, you know, went to different places. And I'm like, oh, God, but I need a hug from you. You know what I mean? so yeah, shout out to my best friend Zoe, my best friend Koi and Pac. Um, I spent a lot of time on the phone with them and texting them and updating them and fangirling with them. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Quality time with my friends and my family, people who are close, people who are far, all that. And a lot of time reading. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. A lot of the last month, and a half, even maybe two months, has been at Barnes and Nobles. After work, before work, <laughs> um, on my off days. Um, and then once I have a book and I'm like really into it, uh, obviously in, in my house, just in my quiet space, bringing it to, to the park to read, doing all that stuff. It's been great and it's really special. And I'm on a reading roll again, which is really exciting. Um, Anytime I get into like a hyperfixation with a certain type of book or a certain genre or whatever, um, it kind of takes me back to my childhood because I've always been someone who loves words and the written word and writing. I think it comes with the territory of being a writer, like to love to write and to have a passion for writing. You have to also let, you also have to have a passion for reading in a way. Um, yeah so I've been doing a lot of that which is special and I started a new job um aside from writing which is my you know main passion I love working with kids so I started doing like a little part-time nanny gig which is cool and um yeah I don't know it's my first one here so still trying to get used to it more than anything but it's really special and I've just been trying to embrace my day-to-days um, for what they are. And yeah, I don't know, this month has been been just very full of a lot of sweet memories, a lot of good days. Um, 
Yes, final is starting to get cold. Nothing like crazy cold, like in the Bay. I don't know if maybe it's just something I got used to growing up and like not being in the mainland for a long time. Um, but I thought moving here, like when September hit, I thought it would be rain and clouds and nothing higher than like 58 to 60 degrees. Y'all, it is almost November. I'm in a tank top and some shorts recording at 9.30 at night. It's crazy. Might as well not have moved from the island <laughs> at this point. But um, it is starting to get a little cold. Like there's some days where it's 60 degrees and it's like a little cloudy. There hasn't been like a full on rainy day yet. But when that day comes, better best believe I'm gonna be ready. I'm so excited for the colder months. Um, I get a little sad because I get a little pale and obviously seasonal depression hits everybody at different times or if it hits y'all at all. Um, but I don't know, I get, I get really, really excited. I love Halloween, I love Christmas. I'm not a big lover of Thanksgiving on some real indigenous girl shit, but you know, I'm here for a good time with my family and some good food. Um, and yeah. Oh my God, I kind of want to talk about this like a little bit. Um, going like a little tangent. Y'all, I hit my one year anniversary with my boyfriend. Ah, so cute. Um, I've talked about it a little bit, but I'm definitely not someone who believed in romantic love for a long time just because of things I've been through in my past and um, other relationships that have definitely brought me a lot of baggage and trauma and stuff. Um, so even getting in a relationship was very surprising for me. I was just really shocked that I was so open and excited to be in this relationship with this person, let alone making it to a year and all the things we've accomplished together and um, individually. And yeah, he's, he's my best friend and just like the greatest and sweetest person. And yeah, I don't know. It's my first like really adult relationship, I guess. So it's it's very sweet and we had a great anniversary. We went out to dinner and we spent a lot of time together, which um, is great because we both work. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really, really just so giggly about the day and it was so pure and so sweet and very, very much us, which is all I could ask for. Um, but yeah, so those are like my little, my little updates for y'all, but let's get into the episode. I'm excited. Woo. So in my little month hiatus, not even hiatus, but kind of a hiatus of not recording, I actually did record an episode, but not for the Bada Monita podcast. It was for my friend Movina's new and upcoming podcast, which is coming in the next couple months I think but hopefully I can speak about it it's called homegirls healing um if y'all listen to this when I post or even in like the near future I hope y'all check her out she's an amazing creative um and we just had an amazing conversation it was so special and it was just what I needed at that time to I guess reflect and she was scratching parts of my brain that I haven't really touched on in a minute 
Um, but we just had a great conversation about growth and growing up and kind of how growth and being a woman correlate with being an artist as well. Um, and it was such a pure conversation. It was full of a lot of insight from both me and her um, and honesty from both of our sides. Um, and I don't know, it was really, really special. And I wanted to do something kind of similar, but yeah, I don't know. I've kind of been sitting with this subject for a while, but I wanted to talk about different versions of myself and like speaking to younger me more than anything. I kind of tapped on it, tapped on it, touched on it in um, her episode, but I feel like a lot of people talk about healing your inner child and having a good relationship with your inner child. But I think another thing for me that's been a big priority is not only healing my inner child and, you know, feeding into her and like what she wants and what she needs and things that lacked in my childhood that I might need more so now, but also healing that hurt and very traumatized and anxiety ridden middle and high schooler, little adolescent me. Um, I don't know if a lot of people talk about that. I feel like every time I talk to someone, it's a lot of childhood trauma or intergenerational trauma that um, they're aiding. Um, but I think for me, a lot of my trauma, aside from intergenerational, um, good old intergenerational healing, um, for me, a lot of my insecurity and baggage kind of comes from my later years with middle and high school and even early college. So I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit and yeah, and what has helped me and and advice I'll give my younger self and all that good stuff, you know what I mean? So one of those things that I've definitely sat with and kind of realized has helped me over time. First, I wanna start with, I'm 22. I'm not the most grown person and I know probably five, 10 years from now, maybe even a year from now, I'll listen back to this and I'll be like, dang, I didn't even know half the healing I could go through. but. One of the things that's helped me in my journey with healing and tackling that trauma that feels, you know, adolescent me and then feeding, you know, and healing my inner child has been acceptance more than anything. I think it's really easy to say, um, love yourself. I think it's a very beautiful thing to be able to love yourself, but I also think it's a lot easier said than done um, whereas acceptance is acknowledgement and it encouraged keeping parts of you that you admire and changing the parts of you and the things that you don't like as much. Um, and keeping them, I guess, is motivation to grow and to change and to evolve into the person that you do want to be. Um, but yeah, I think accepting more than anything is, has aided me. Accepting my present self for who I am, knowing that I'm not perfect, that I am growing and that I'm, again, constantly evolving. Um, acknowledging the parts of myself that I don't necessarily love love, acknowledging the parts of myself I do. And um, I don't know, acknowledging that, you know, 
I don't have to have it all together right now and that's okay. Um, but I think something that's definitely aided my growth the most is accepting all the different versions of me that have led me to where I am today. Um, and the versions of me that come before present day me. Another aspect that I've definitely tried to tap into a lot more in my early adulthood and early 20s is being delusionally confident. I don't know if that sounds silly or not, but growing up, I've always been, or I always was really, really outspoken, shocking, really, really excited about the things I loved and the people I loved. And I don't know, just being really confident in myself and what makes me who I am. If that's my passions, if that's where I come from, my indigeneity, I've always been extremely confident in that regard. I think there was a period of time, specifically through my teenage years, where I was very, very deeply insecure. Um, I wasn't confident in any regard. Um, and I kind of masked the parts of me and the things that I really did love because I thought they were lame, I thought they were dumb. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Again, I think my passions have obviously changed and stuff has shifted. Um, but something that definitely, I think, makes baby me and hopefully like 14 to 18 year old me smile a lot is being extremely outspoken about the things and the people and the passions in my life that I do have. Um, and I kind of define that as confidence, being really proud of um, the growth I have in these aspects, the opportunities I have, I'm very humbled in, um, and honoring myself and my family and my myself, my family and my ancestors in my space. I think in my art, it's really, really special and honoring, again, those past versions of me as well. Um, as I mentioned, there's definitely some big shifts in stuff I love um, from, you know, five-year-old me to 16-year-old me to 22-year-old me. But there's some things that have been very constant in my life. And one of those is musical theater. And another is writing. I feel like I talk about writing a lot. Um, but musical theater is one I don't talk about that often on here. But I grew up a really big theater nerd and musical theater kid. Um, it's something I've loved for like forever. And it's something, even though I don't do this much now, I'm very passionate about, whether that's, you know, still being in contact with my people, like directors or friends from theater growing up and reminiscing, or if it's literally turning on um, a soundtrack of a musical that I love and dancing around like I did when I was, you know, <laughs> literally in, in pañales and little diapers. Um, I've done it for forever. And, you know, tapping into those parts of myself that um, have been a constant for so long. And I don't know, I guess just embracing these parts of myself that haven't really changed is also very, very healing, but also very, very empowering because 
it's almost like a foundation for me. Um, I think it's beautiful um, to see growth and to see new interests in people and in myself. But I think it's really, really special when things are kind of just always there and that love just never really changes. Um, and I think theater and writing um, and music generally has just always been a constant um, in my family, in my relationship with myself. And doing that for me has been really, really healing um, when I have bad days or, or um, I'm just not in the best mood or I'm not feeling really confident or I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed or whatever. It sounds really like ugly, but I, I feel so much fuller after being able to just have like a dance party by myself to um, the, you know, The Wiz or Wicked or <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors or Les Mis or um, what other musicals? Ugh, I don't want to shout out Lynn, but like In the Heights is my shit, you know what I mean? Like I grew up just in that world and being able to kind of tap into that every now and again, it's just really, really, it makes, it's like the instant serotonin boost that everybody needs. And I bet everybody has different ways. Um, but that's one of mine. And it's, it brings me happiness, it brings me healing. Now this one is both healing, a different version of myself, but also feeding into another version of myself. So growing up, I always, well, as a child, my family being very, very indigenous and very, very proud of our roots have always taught me that my hair was sacred and it was beautiful and it was something to take care of. And watching my mom and my abuela and these beautiful women in my life kind of always prioritize the care of their hair was super special. It was like a ritual at the end of everybody's night to comb through your hair with oils. I have like my mom's texture is very thick and coarse, but I have my dad's like kind of curlies, which I love. So I'm kind of different in that regard where you can't brush through the hair. But my mom always um, kind of aided that. And she would always, at the end of every day and in the morning, she'd always do my hair in braids or um, just different hairstyles. She loved having like a baby girl to, you know, do all these styles with. And on top of, you know, having indigenous roots and hair being such an important aspect of indigeneity and our indigeneity, um, my mom loved my curls when I was a baby. So, you know, just covering them in oils, um, repeating to me how beautiful my hair was. And I genuinely thought that for a very long time. But I think like many other um, people who have been bullied for aspects of themselves, I got bullied a lot for my hair and the amount of hair I grow, but not only the amount of hair my body grows as, you know, a little brown girl, but um, the texture of my hair, which is kind of curlier and thicker and coarser. Um, so there was a period of time where I definitely didn't care for my hair like I did when I was a child and like my mom did and the women around me 
um, definitely acknowledge that they saw me straightening, keratining, keratin like straightening. You know what I mean? Doing what's it called? Like a perm. Basically, perming my hair for it to be straight for longer periods of time, um, and like dyeing it so it look lighter. I did all that for so long. Like I think it was six and a half years of me doing that till my hair was like couldn't take it anymore. I had to chop it all off for it to even like feel like hair again. Um, whereas now I love my dark hair. I love the texture of hair I do have. Um, indigenous people, I think one thing that kind of runs through all our tribes, all our people, Aboriginal, Indo, whatever, is like kind of the thickness and the coarseness of our hair. It's like a very I don't know. <laughs> it's like a very thick texture. Um, and I love, I love my hair. I love my curls. I try to take care of them as often as possible. And again, like incorporating oils and like doing that ritual that my mom did for such a long time with me now as like an adult and doing that and making that conscious effort again to heal that, you know, 12 to 18 year old me who hated every aspect of what was growing out of me my hair um so healing her and uh feeding feeding you know baby trophy you know just tell me i'm beautiful tell me that my hair is, is special and important and strong and it's ever growing and i don't know i just i i love that i love having that again like me time to do that and yeah I don't know I'm very proud of my hair more than anything I don't know if that's like a weird thing to say but how much it's grown over time and that my texture has kind of come back um yeah it's just again I know my indigenous women know but our hair is just very very sacred so yeesh. so once I started to kind of incorporate you know, different practices, whether it was prayers or limpias or, you know, saging my house. I think doing all that stuff is very, very empowering for me personally. Um, but it's also kind of telling my ancestors and my parents and my grandparents and everybody who's come before me um, who have felt that erasure as well that we're still here. I say it often on different panels or in class or in my writing, but I am my ancestor's greatest dream is that I'm still here and that I'm still trying and I'm still learning and I'm relearning. And I'm, I'm grateful to have the parts of me that I do have and to have the practices that I do have and to include them into my day-to-day -day life is something really, really special. And it brings me a lot of joy just because I got to teach the people in my life who aren't um, Peruvian or Yaguan um, about these aspects of me and my people. Um, and I don't know, it's really, really cool. <laughs> um, it makes me really, really happy. And yeah, not only healing present day me is healing all the versions that came before it too. So that's 
that's special in its own nature <laughs> so with all that being said thank y'all for listening um I really didn't have so much of a plan for this episode which is very different than what I'm used to I don't know if I like it that much but you know no experiences we all we all have no experiences right now thank y'all for listening thank y'all for being open to hear I don't know this kind of different type of vulnerability that I don't really think I've had on an episode before talking about past versions of me and how I've kind of helped and aided healing in that in that regard I guess um and yeah I don't know I'm really excited to record more I'm really grateful for again the response I got on the last episode and the love and support and with that being said I hope y'all really enjoyed this episode I hope y'all share with your peoples with your grandparents with your besties with your dog you know the Rana Bonita podcast is here for any and everybody all the listeners, all the ages, all that good stuff. Um, if y'all want to keep up to date with me, it's weird not to say us anymore, me, um, you can follow me on my Instagram. It's brownie bonita, that's B-R-O-W-N-Y-B-O-N-I-T-A, or my main Instagram. It's not as podcast-focused, obviously, but Sophia Darling underscore. And aside from that, we are on any and every podcasting streaming platform, which is, again, such a blessing to say. So stream us on all that. And I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get on YouTube soon. I don't know. That includes getting a camera. So maybe when I get some money, some extra, you know, money buddies to be filming on a camera, maybe we'll do that. But until next time, um, Thank y'all for listening, and I'm sending y'all lots of love and lots of light, and big hugs. Bye, y'all.